Lord God of all the ages, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, stir up within us a longing for your kingdom. Steady our hearts in time of trial and grant us patient endurance until the sun of justice dawns. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the following reading, the prophet Malachi teaches us that when the day of judgment occurs, those who are faithful to the name of the Lord will experience healing and salvation. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. See, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, The sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from his letter to the church in Thessalonica, St. Paul teaches that in Christian communities, busybodies who mind other people's business are a source of trouble and division. He strongly insists that they should keep quiet and work to earn their own food. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day, so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command. Anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and extort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and 
The time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first. But it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. And awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to the prisons. Then they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to giving your testimony. Remember, you are not here to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Morning, Jack. You know, there's a lot of good news that's been happening here at Good Shepherd this past week. Our beloved Nittany Lions won yesterday. And on Thursday night, the infamous Pitt Panthers won their game in overtime against North Carolina. And for some of those who may be visiting, our pastor, Father Charlie, is a very loyal Pitt fan. But the story behind the win on Thursday night was before the start of the overtime, Coach Nardozzi pulled his team together and told them that it was Father Charlie's birthday that day, and they needed to go out there and win one for the Padre. <laughs> and they did. Hail so, the pit. <laughs> I do hope you had a very happy birthday, Father Charlie. <laughs> Every year as we approach the end of the church calendar, we hear about the second coming of Jesus Christ, the end times. In today's gospel, we hear nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Sounds pretty scary, doesn't it? And so we may become anxious about the end times. And we might even ask ourselves, will I be one of the chosen ones? The tendency of popular culture today, however, is to avoid thinking about the last days, the great truths of death and judgment. Popular culture tells us to enjoy ourselves here on earth while we can and not to worry about our eternal life. So maybe rather than being afraid of the future, we can focus on how God is always helping us to be ready for the end times. In the gospel, Jesus tells us, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. Perseverance. That reminds me of a story about a young pastor who was sitting in a restaurant eating lunch. He opened a letter from his mother 
that he received in the mail that morning. As he opened it, a $20 bill fell out of it. And he thought, boy, this is really great. Thanks, Mom. I could really use this right about now. As he finished his meal, he noticed <clears throat> a beggar outside on the sidewalk, leaning against a lamppost. And he thought, you know, that fellow probably could use this $20 more than I can right now. So he crossed out the information on the envelope and put the $20 back in and wrote across on the envelope in very large letters, Persevere. So as not to make a scene, the pastor put the envelope under his arm and dropped it at the feet of the man as he walked by. The man picked it up, read the message, persevere, and smiled. The next day, the pastor was eating lunch again, and the same man came in and tapped him on his shoulder and handed him a big wad of money. Surprised, the young pastor asked him, what was this for? And the man replied, this is your half of the winnings. Persevere came in first in the fourth race at the racetrack yesterday, <laughs> and he paid 30 to 1. Perseverance. God is our assurance. His constant message is, fear not. Yes, there's going to be hardships and natural disasters, but stay the course. Use these occasions to strengthen your faith in God. Know that he will provide for us. And furthermore, if Jesus says that perseverance is going to call for our testimony. We give our testimony by the choices we make in our life. And sometimes it's not going to be easy. And our choices are very important. Will I choose what is good or what is evil? Will I choose what is true or what is false? Will I choose what will make me a better person or a lesser one? Will I choose to follow Jesus Christ and learn his ways or choose the ways of today's popular culture? In order to make these choices, we need to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think it's difficult because that relationship with him is unlike our other relationships because it takes place in the atmosphere of our faith. We don't see and hear Jesus the same way as we do our fellow people. So what exactly can we do to grow in this all-important relationship? I think of three things. First, we can know Jesus better, a little better every day. And this happens especially in our prayer life, but also through reading and listening to good spiritual books about Jesus, and then to study the commentaries on the Gospels we read. Second, we can love Jesus Christ better. <clears throat> the better we know him, the more we will love him. We can show and grow this love by doing the things to please him each day. And that leads us to the third thing we can do. We can follow Jesus better, a little more closely each day. And that means with the help of his grace to treat those around us as Jesus Christ would treat them. Our life is an accumulation of choices 
that forms our character and molds our life. The choices we make to determine will determine our reputation in this world and lead us to our eternal destiny in the world to come. And God is there to help us all along the way. So then why might we be anxious of the end times if we are? God has given us a natural tendency to choose life and all good things. God has given us supernatural help by the means of grace to remain in his love. He has revealed to us through the church's moral teachings on how to live. The question is, will we accept his gifts? Will we be bathed in his grace? Will we respond to gratitude of his teachings and become who we are meant to be? In the end times, when Jesus returns in glory, when heaven and earth will pass away, we will have no need to be anxious if we live our lives the best we can, choosing the good and avoiding the evil. Our popular culture says judgment day may not be coming, but it is. Jesus Christ will come again, and there will be an end to the battle between good and evil, and the good will win. Which side do we want to be on? The message today is clear. It has dropped at our feet from an envelope from St. Luke's Gospel. We don't have to go to the racetrack to win. All we need to do is persevere in our faith by having a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ, by knowing him, trusting him, and following his ways. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.